Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Universe podcast. It's channeled conversations on deep subjects that enhance our experience of life. I'm your host, Becca Grabinski. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I have Bethany Garvin here with me, and she is the most amazing spiritual teacher. Um, and her, if I were to say your life path or your life purpose is really to bring life to people in this society that we're living in that it's very lifeless, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And so I am super excited for the world to get to know you. And I'm, I have so many questions for you. So like, <laughs> part of me is like the selfish, like I get to ask her anything that I want. Ooh, that's so funny. I am super excited to do this. And I mean, I have nerves, but I'm, yeah. I'm switching that in my head. So yeah. Yeah, this is going to be so good. So Bethany, so I have been going to the Y, I don't know, consistently now for like a good year. And I have really been searching and asking for like an amazing yoga teacher Mm. um, because I have the inability to sometimes let go. And so when somebody else is telling me what to do, um, I don't have a choice. I can't just like get up in the middle of class and walk out because everybody's going to see me, right? Yeah. So Bethany was teaching this yoga class and I remember the first time I went and she was using all of these, I I guess, what would the language, the yoga language be called? Um, Sanskrit. Sanskrit. But there's also the philosophy that I I weave in. So yeah. And it's so deep and it's so like, like, it's so funny. It's like the hour is over and I'm like, no, (laughs) like I don't want to go. And, and the things that you have, like, shared and brought and and I um I've been on my spiritual journey now for a while and so some of the things that you say are very resonant with me and, and half of it's probably new to me which is really funny so I feel like I'm not only just growing in my yoga practice but I'm also really growing in my spirituality coming to your class yeah I get that yeah and so watching even just watching like her classes are packed, you guys, and just watching everybody else's experience in there. And like, then we'll like go down to the sauna, like afterwards, or even in the morning when I go and like the, the talk is about Bethany's yoga class and how amazing it is and how people are starting to meditate more. And like mm. what you're bringing to our community is priceless. Thank you. You're filling my heart here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're I, welcome. I'm just grateful. I mean, this may sound crazy, but I, when I first started teaching, you know, I'm a single mom and I was going through a lot of transition in my life, um, getting to a safe place. And, um, I saw the why as I was like, this is a stepping stone. It's where I'm going to start. And I, I didn't know what it held for me. And I didn't, you know, it's gym yoga. That's what people think when they think of the why they think of gym yoga, but, um, I realized I have the ability to access and bring things differently. Mm-hmm. And so I just started doing me and doing what I was taught to do in the para yoga philosophy. So yeah, it's, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be at the Y and actually be able to teach a different group of people than I would hit if I were in a yoga studio. Absolutely. I think somebody walking into your class, like they have no idea how much different of a person they're going to walk out. Right. They just have no clue. (laughs) I I feel the same way though. I walk out and I'm like, wow, I, you know, cause I, I'm a student. I learn so Mm -hmm. much when I'm with you guys in the studio. So 
Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, so I think it was probably like, I think maybe like four or five weeks of going, I think since January, like the first time I walked into your class, I was like, oh my God, she needs to be in my podcast. And then I was like, <laughs> don't be weird. You know, like, don't be the weird girl that's like the fan, like and running up to her and be like, oh my God, you need to be in my podcast. I'm like, how do I ask her in a way that's like not weird? Because I don't, I don't actually communicate with anybody in any of the classes that I go to. I'm kind of like, I stay quiet, like, I try not mm-hmm. to make eye contact with anybody. Like I'm just there and trying to do me. And so mm-hmm. like to approach you, I was like, don't be the fangirl. Like don't be weird. <laughs> and so like it took me forever to be like, okay, Becca, you need to ask her now. Like like the whole universe is like yelling at you. Like and yeah. she's just like – and then it was like, oh, well, she has meditation afterwards. And it's like, well, stay for meditation. And then so I stayed for meditation. And then all of a sudden it was like she's talking to somebody else. It, it'll be too long. Like literally like these were the things going through my head. <laughs> to ask you to be on this. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny because I'm human. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just like everybody else, except I'm weird. Like, right. I know you're not weird. You're, you're amazing. Like you're amazing. Like amazing. Oh, thank you. But everybody, everybody needs to go to your classes. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Well, and what I want to do is I want to equip other people to bring, you know, more yoga. The world needs more yoga. I have this, um, I don't know if she even knows this, but she's a teacher out in Colorado and her name is Kristen. And she's, she's actually my mother's teacher. And I was talking to her. She and I started geeking out one day when I had gone out and taken, been able to take one of her classes. And she was like, we need a yoga studio on every corner. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. And that's, that's the thing is I want people to come in and I want them to learn and I want them to go out and I want them to be living the yamas and the niyamas and the, I want utopia. So let's get yoga out there. Let's get the philosophy out there. So true. Yeah, that's absolutely so true. So when you are transforming people in your yoga class, what do you expect and or see them actually walk away with as far as life skills? Because I think some people that maybe don't have yoga in their life yet that are listening, maybe they just don't understand really what it is or what that, I guess it's it's almost like a high feeling afterwards of Mm. what you bring into your life. Like you become a better person, but I I would Mm. love to hear it out of your, out of your perception. Well, I don't, that's the funny thing is there are a couple things that I have hopes for, but I don't have any attachment to what will occur for them. What you know, what I really want is I want them to come um, and I want them to stay for the whole class, <laughs> you know, and sometimes people don't, sometimes people are like, I ain't doing this, but what I hope for I is that they are, and I pray actually, um, but I hope that people are truly touched by the hands of God when they're in the studio mm-hmm. with me. And so, because I'm nourished to the feeling of, you know, 35 people sitting in a studio with me is like, it's a holy time. Um, and Mm -hmm. it was fascinating. Um, Saturday, this past Saturday, it was, um, amazing. So I don't know when this will be broadcast, but it was the Saturday before good or before Easter. Um, and I just, my mom had mentioned it, Kristen, (laughs) my mom had mentioned it in her class and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And partner poses. So I had the class actually write the poses that we were going to do. And then I wrote the class, um, right before we began practicing. 
And all of a sudden I was like, we need to do this. And we did tree pose, but we did it as a partner pose and everyone touched hands with their neighbors. Mm. And there was a huge energy shift. I mean, it was truly like angels and like the room was just spirit filled and the vibration, you know, I, I assume you are, you know, you're, you're elevated. So you may feel energy the way I do, but Mm -hmm. literally the vibration between our hands was electrifying. I got Mm -hmm. goosebumps. The whole room shifted completely and went dead silent. And then Mm -hmm. we changed sides and no one lost balance at all. It was so amazing. And that's what I hope for people to come in and experience. I want them to have a moment where they connect with divinity, not just outer, but inner, the God within. So yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what I hope for. Happens, doesn't happen, you know, hopefully they come back. (laughs) Well, and I just love how you even tell people, hey, if this specific class isn't for you, like go back and try somebody else, like how you really are encouraging, like, hey, this may not be the perfect fit because we all know as teachers, right, that we're only like, we're, we're called to a select mm-hmm. group of people mm-hmm. and those who we're here to serve and we're not here to serve all of us. And it's not our job to decide who we serve, right? It's almost like God brings those people to us. Oh, yeah. um, and that's probably how I found you because I kept asking and asking and asking, like, I need somebody to help me let go. Yeah. Not just a yoga class, but I need somebody that like where I'm in the class and I don't look at the time I lose myself in it. And that's mm. for me. I, I don't go to any other classes but yoga, but it's really hard for me to do because I'm not a control freak anymore. Like I'm very yeah. detached, Yeah. Um, but you have a way of allowing, allowing the shift. Like you, it's like you hold space for us. That's, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, so restorative yoga is where, so I started my 200 hour, um, training and, um, like I said, I was going through a massive transition and, um, Shanti, um, she's a restorative teacher and she was like, you need to take this class. I have, um, pretty intense PTSD, um, that I've been working with and we did a pose and she was like, you can't be in this pose. And we started talking and I did her training before I was even done with my 200 hour training to become a restorative, um, teacher. And the biggest takeaway was hold space for people. Mm. I want people safe, man. Like to, mm-hmm. I've spent my life not feeling safe. Um, literally the, the first incident for me, I was three. And so my whole life I've, you know, I didn't have that. And so all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, this is what this feels like. I want, oh, yeah. I want people to come in and be like, cool. This is, this is safe. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Here. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. Isn't it interesting how we become teachers of the things that we needed the most in our life? Oh, yeah. Or right? the messages that we needed. Yeah. It's like, I mean, why? I think it's because it's heartfelt, right? It's mm-hmm. something at our very core of mm-hmm. of a need. And there's obviously all these other people that are going through the same stuff that we're going through. So it's easy to teach that. It's easy to help people navigate that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you live it, when you live it, you can teach it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your spirituality and kind of how you grew into um, really becoming connected with yourself. Oh, man. Well, uh, it's funny. I grew up, you know, my father was a pastor when I was young. Um, and he 
completely fell away from his faith. My mother didn't. I knew about God. Um, I believed that there was a God and I knew I was connected, but I wouldn't, um, now I'm going to say this because just to preemptive to warn people, if I curse, I'm a Christian, but I cuss a lot. So (laughs) (laughs) to me, they're just words. They're descriptive words that, you know, sometimes it's just, you need them. So for sure, but I, I wasn't what I would consider fully connected. I wasn't what some Christians would call saved. Um, and I, I may overshare, but I attempted to take my own life. Um, my father ended up taking his own life and I attempted to take my own life. And literally it was fascinating because I started to pass out and I was like, this is not it. This is not the end. And it was like, the voice of God was like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? And I started calling people and this is, you know, 2001, 2002, I think. Um, anyway, I, I started calling people and I went through my entire phone book and no one answered their phones. And I went back through and no one answered their phones. And the third time I called my mom, I think four times and she never heard her phone. I got a hold of my cousin. And at that point he was carrying me out of the house. Um, I finally got a hold of him. And after I was leaving the hospital, I was admitted to the ICU. Um, Had it been any longer, my organs would have started shutting down. Um, And as I'm walking out, there's this priest who ends up in the elevator for me. And he's like, you're Bethany, aren't you? And I got chills. And I was like, what? (laughs) And um, he's like, I've been praying for you. And that following fall, I was on my way to a party, massive party. I was still living a wild life and not connecting to who I was because I, I didn't understand who I was. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand why I was connecting to people the way I was. Um, I didn't understand me. And all of a sudden I end up at this revival with my friend and I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. (laughs) And, um, I ended up, um, hearing Ann Graham say, if you feel like you need to come down here, but you're not, that's, that's Satan. That's the devil. That's evil holding you back. And I was like, okay. And I made this step literally. And I felt this rush of freedom. Mm-hmm. And I, I became a Christian. I dedicated my life to Christ, but I started waking up and accepting myself and started being like, okay. And I just started putting things in the hands of God and, um, and the people would see it as the universe too, but I started letting go of my fear. And then mm-hmm. as I went through my life, I got into relationships that were crushing, were crushing and destructive because that was my pattern. And then when I was getting ready to leave my marriage, um, I went to a friend, Don, who was yogic and I was like, I want what you have. And I said, I can do the asana. I've been doing yoga for years. Um, but 
I wanted the life. And she was like, you mm-hmm. need to go to, you need to go to this school and um, you need to go to Devanati. So that's where I went to school. And um, <laughs> I started peeling away because that's what yoga does. It starts peeling away the layers and the samskaras, all of these things that we build around us to get kind of through life and cope and survive. And the life I was living was so appalling to my soul. I finally looked up at one point um, and I said, okay, God, this is all you I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I ended up leaving my marriage earlier um, than I had planned. It was an abusive marriage. Um, and it was, I've never felt so free. And then all of a sudden, like, I just start getting energy healing and all of this stuff just starts getting dumped, um, into my life. And I am more nourished than I've ever been. And I am more safe than I've ever been. And I am doing courageous things and I am doing things that scare the crap out of me every day. Mm. But, oh my gosh, like I'm so liberated. Like I, I feel like I'm finally free to rise and raise my vibration. And that's what I I literally do. Yeah. Every day I'm just like, we're going to do more. So, and I'm going to say this. I screw up. I've made terrible mistakes. I'm human. I've wounded people, but I've learned so much from it. Um, and I'm still learning. It's so, a practice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. So what would you say, like maybe in the last couple of months, what kind of lessons have you, I guess, allowed yourself to, to grow through and learn through mm. recently? Oh man, man. Um, so I just kind of get vibes of things. Um, and I started getting ready to go through, um, the eight lens of yoga Mm -hmm. and you know, it was mercury retrograde and like, (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. My love life is a mess. So (laughs) (laughs) because when you are connected Um, people get this sense from you. And so um, they feel deeply connected to you, but you don't always feel connected to them the way they feel to you. And I'm extremely protected. um, And because I have to maintain my energy. And so I'm actually sharing more here probably than I share with most people. So hello world. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But Anyway, so going through the eight limbs and thinking about my relationships, you know, physical, emotional friendships, love life, all of it. And I start realizing, um, girl, you need to be pulling yourself in. You need to be um, holding your boundaries. You need to be living in a way that honors you and maintains your energy and holds those sacred relationships sacred. And, um, it's just every time we come to a new limb, I have, excuse me, I have another aha moment where 
I'm just deeply touched um, by the words of the Yoga Sutra. And um, and I'm going to say this too. I have a lot of Christian people who are in my life um, and even pastors who I've gotten emails from and like a massive email to their congregation where they say yoga is satanic or cultish or evil. I'm going to say this. So much yogic philosophy is exactly in line with biblical principles. So sure. if you have Christians who are listening and they're, they have this fear about it, free yourself from that and start actually studying the documents because, um, I may be wrong, but from what I have learned and what I have been taught, yoga was before Hinduism. They have woven together in some ways, but you need to go and look for the real truth, God's truth. What is truth in this? And then just like when I say to people, if this works for you, great. And if it doesn't, that's fine too. Let everything else fall away and take what works for you and take what you believe and put that into your life because that's what I do. And that's what's been transformative to me. So, but anyway, um, back to, um, back to what I've been learning. Um, I, I've been turning inward more and more and the, uh, the niyamas are really what hit me this time. And so, um, I'm had before, um, been meditating heavily and now there is no way I'm getting away from my personal um, practice of meditation. When I get up in the morning, you know, I go through my Ayurvedic connectivity. I drink my um, warm lemon water. I do um, my pranayama. I meditate. I'm meditating now more than I have in forever. And um, I'm doing protection of my energy too. Um, and that's been my biggest growth over the past few months was during the retrograde. I was like, man, I'm out of kilter, man. I'm out of sensor center. I'm needing me. And so I feel more like me than I have in a while. So it's really, it's really good. I love that. When I think it came out in one of the meditations that you did, we did a protection meditation and yeah, um, it's just incredible. Like it's almost like you try to set the intention, but it's like being, it's like brushing your teeth. It's like, I think that's what I got out of it was like, no, Becca, like not just on Wednesday nights, but like you need to do this every day. Cause I'm also super sensitive. It's hard for me to be in crowds. Um, oh yeah. I bubble myself as much as I remember how, like my kids mm -hmm. are also very empath empathic. And so mm -hmm. therefore I teach them kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Um, and so even like this morning, like I did an interview uh, with somebody and, um, and, and it was, it was awesome, but like I picked up all their energy and I had to like clear that before mm. I came with you. And I'm sure mm. when we're done, you know what I mean? Same thing. It's like, I pick up everybody's yeah. stuff because uh, my heart, I like, I have really taught myself to stay wide open. Mm, like I yeah. don't close myself anymore, which is super fun. Yeah. Positives and negatives. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> everybody gets everything. Yeah. Um, 
And so that protection, like, like it was just a great reminder of like, yes, Becca, like you need this. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and a lot of us do. And so it's like, it's not that we don't like people. It's that, that sometimes we don't understand how to manage our energy around people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Actually tonight I'm going to talk the past couple of Wednesdays. So I push, I push hard in, um, a couple of my classes. Um, I push my people, um, differently spiritually and, um, I don't do it in all of my classes, but I flipped the room. So um, I turned the mirror where everybody's used to practicing and um, seeing themselves and focusing on, well, what do I look like? I flipped the room and I put myself closer to the door and I put everybody Mm -hmm. else facing me. And it was so hard. The room on Wednesday night was so off. And, um, ever since then it's been a little intense. And so tonight I'm going to bring up the energy. I'm going to actually talk about it. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to say. I have a basic couple of points that I want to hit, but people need to clear people need to release. And I want people to feel more safe. Um, but we've also had a lot of new bodies in the studio too. Mm. And so, um, I want to just remind people like you bring in, you got a ground. This is how you ground. Let's do that before we start moving our bodies. So, because we're going to need to, when we move that energy, it needs to go somewhere and we need to send it into the earth to process. So, mm-hmm. um, and I find myself having to ground. I did a, um, trauma, informed training about a year and a half ago. And, um, I learned different tools to ground and I bring that in. So I work at a correctional facility or juvenile correctional facility. Um, and I have to bring that in a lot. Um, and I bring it in to myself all the time. Um, it's just so important to shed and to protect and to not even fully block but to be mindful of what we're absorbing and what we're also um, allowing them to know what they're sending out. So it's not, does that make sense? So it's Mm -hmm. not a full reflection. We're not sending it directly back to them, but we are reminding them that they can, uh, might be the wrong word, but tether it to a higher source or to the earth instead of just sporadically spraying that around. Right, um, almost like a filtering system. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Look I at you with that. the words. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you do the podcasting. All right. Yeah. I just, that weird stuff comes to me. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's incredible. Any like tips or tools or anything with people, whether it be in their yoga practice, whether it be in their growing their spirituality, connecting with themselves, what could you leave the listeners with? um, Or what do you want to leave the listeners with to just to help them take, take their life a step further? Hmm. Breathe Hmm. and listen. And not just to humans, but listen to the world around you. Um, Intuition is so important. 
um, when I go in, I feel the room and, um, and you know, that's how I know energy's off. When I walk into somebody's area, when I'm walking between mats, I feel, you know, release your jaw and I'm cued to, you know, say that. And so I have a friend who, you know, I talk to, I've talked to people energetically and I talk to people when they're doing Shavasana and I feel their energy and then I send them back whatever. And I've used my hands to pray over people my whole life. And my friend's like, Oh, that's Reiki. And I'm like, what, you know? And because I've been listening to that little cueing for my entire life, she said, she's, she's, does Reiki. That's, you know, part of who she is. And she's like, so basically what you're telling me, Bethany, is you've been doing this your whole life. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I have. <laughs> <laughs> and so listen to that intuition because the people around you, they need, they need something. And so you, if you can even give them a mustard seed, just that tiny little piece, and then listen to today, I need to rest today. I need to turn inward. Today, I need to drink more water. Listen to what you need. If you need to walk away and get out of a bad situation, do it. Um, if you're what I call your harm alarm is going off, listen to it. Um, can I tell you a story? For sure. Okay. Um, so two years ago, I was uh, raped. And I had a DD. I went out. I never drank, but I drank because I had a DD. My DD decided to drink at one thirty in the morning. She had a drink. And so she was no longer to give, able to give us a ride home. And I was working at seven in the morning the next day. I'm, I'm an idiot sometimes. <laughs> so I was working, um, just an event, um, handing out flyers. Um, and so I was like, well, and I probably, honestly, I was probably back to the legal limit at that point, but I'm not, I'm not going to take a risk like that. I can't afford to. And so these guys were going to give us a ride to my house and then drive us back to our cars in the morning. And my harm alarm was blaring. Now, as I tell this story, I need you to know, I grew up, my younger years were in the projects. So I grew up um, in an intense household. I grew up in um, a pretty ferocious mentality. I was a lion in order to survive. And, um, so as I walk out, um, and I just, my harm alarm was going off and I didn't listen to it. And as I'm walking to my car to grab my keys, apparently I yelled out, if anybody touches me, I will cut you. And like I said, I'm ferocious and it's so not yogic. <laughs> it's so not yogic, but I knew something was wrong. And, um, I didn't listen. And I ended up in a situation where this guy wouldn't leave and he wouldn't take his hands off me. Um, the good news is out of anybody he chose, he chose me because I was willing to come forward. I was willing to go through, um, eight physical exams. Um, I was willing to spend, um, a year and a half going to court appearances and standing mm -hmm. up and saying, this is not okay. Um, I was willing to put it in the back of his mind, whether he does it again or not. I was willing to put it in the back of his mind that there is someone out there who is willing to stand up to you. Mm -hmm. So although I didn't listen to my intuition and I should have, 
I was also able to to rise out of the ashes too. So I don't know. How did you heal from that? Um well here's the funny thing. So you're gonna you're gonna learn all the things about me, Becca. <laughs> um and I, I'm okay sharing this. So um I was uh, hurt growing up. I, like I said, I grew up in a really dangerous place. I was hurt growing up. And um, what I actually learned when I was little in order to survive, I'd heard this interview with a um, uh, Vietnam POW survivor. And um, he talked about physically detaching from your body so that you could survive. And that's how he survived. And I thought, oh, I can do that. Now, mind you, I was small. I mean, I was really little. And, um, but that's how I survived. And because I was able to survive that, and I had gone through therapy for years, I automatically knew how to switch. And so that in a way protected me. And then, um, afterwards I went through, um, EMDR therapy. So there's a couple different kinds of therapy. Look into EMDR if people have PTSD, um, because what it does is it opens up your mind and it lets you reconnect your left and right brain. Um, but it's not like regular talk therapy. You don't have to talk through everything. Um, if you have ADHD, it might work really great for you because you follow wherever your brain wants to go. That's where you go. Mm. Um, and so your brain kind of zigzags and, um, but had it not been for EMDR and thank God for my yoga practice. Oh my gosh. Had I not been living a life where I was letting go, I wouldn't have survived the morning after I got home from the hospital. Um, I was scrubbing my house, uh, because it had happened in my home. I was mm. scrubbing my floors. I was, um, washing my couch. Um, I ended up like rolling up rugs and, um, throwing them away. I ended up prostrating myself on the floor and saying, there is no way in fucking hell I can forgive this. So dude, God, this you got to do this because mm -hmm. I am not doing this. Mm -hmm. So through my childhood and the ways I survived um, that, through my um, EMDR, through having to constantly give it away um, to God and then standing up for myself, man, standing up for myself and for other women. Because who knows how many other women he'd done that to? Right. Who knows, you know. What, what kind of human does that? So, um, yeah, that's how I got through, I think. That's how I got through. So do you find, you know, as you've, you've really practiced the whole, like, kind of the whole, like, popping out of your body to be able to survive, do you feel like sometimes it's hard to be in your body? Mm. I've just noticed people with the PTSD where it's easy to um, be out of body more than they're in body because that's what they're used to. They're because it's a, it's a feeling and, mm -hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, where you, you really can't feel anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
that's the amazing thing. So people actually do that during their yoga practice because yoga, it releases energy. So uh-huh. people actually will do that during their yoga practice. So they think they're doing yoga, but they're detaching from their body. So for me, I made the decision to lean in, to step in and say, okay, this is going to suck, but I need to be where I'm at. And so, um, yes and no. Um, it took me a long time to get to the point where I was able to do that. I'm talking like thirties and I, I, my first experience where I had trauma, I was three. Now, mind you, that's my earliest memory. So, you know, 20, 20 plus years I'd not done it. And then I finally um, started living in a way where I was going to lean in. And so I started doing it. And then when I went through my training, I was like, restorative yoga. Dude, that's where it's at. (laughs) So, and that allowed me to be safe and to actually be there. Um, And yeah, I think knowing to the response, the freeze collapse response that happens when people are being attacked. There's so many layers to it, but I think that was liberating um, for me to know. And then I could ground so I could be with what was going on for three breaths. You don't have to stay there forever. Be there for three breaths and then say, okay, I need to get out of this and I can be out of this. So I let it go. And then when it comes back up, it's three breaths. And all you have to do is three breaths because you have to process things in order to release them. Just like you have to digest food, you have to digest emotions. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, you have to process it to let it go. So stay in your body when you're doing your yoga practice, especially if you're in Shavasana. If your brain, huh? I feel like and sometimes in the poses, like when you're holding them, I don't know how people can get out of their body. Right. Well, yeah. that's what, in my classes, I make you stay sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's just sensation. Like you just, and that's one thing I learned from my teacher, Tanya. She, um, oh, guys, if you ever get a chance to take a class at David Nadi from, well, any other instructors, but Tanya, man. That woman is on fire. Um, She was like, it's just sensation. And the whole class, my whole group that we were training, we all just laughed because it's like, oh, right. But it's so true. (laughs) The sensation is is not going to kill you. Being with your emotions for three seconds, it's not going to kill you. It's not. It's going to, you're there and then you're safe. You're gone. Ground out, squeeze your arms, feel your feet in the floor, feel Think about your chakra system, your forehead, you know, the crown of your head, your forehead, the throat, your heart, let it be soft, give that heart space, you know, the fire in your solar plexus, your navel, your root chakra, all the way into your legs, be with your body and then breathe. Incredible. Like this is so transformational. Yeah. I mean, like... These listeners have no idea what they're in for. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, like the knowledge and the vulnerability. And I mean, like think of all the other people in the world that have gone through this or may go through this mm-hmm. and they just don't know what to do. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the tools that you gave them based upon your life experiences is priceless. It's, it's, it's why I do what I do. 
Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm actually, I spend every day grateful for all of the shit that's happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in an abusive household. I married an abusive human. I left that. I was then after I was already healing, I was raped again. I mean, and I watched my children go through and process these things that have happened to them. And just, I'm grateful for it because life is hard, but I'm also able to understand when I look at someone, you know, who's lost a parent or has attempted suicide or, you know, whatever I'm able to go, I kind of can understand that and I can be with them. I can human with them. I can human. So for sure. Yeah. Amazing. So how can the listeners, if they want to get to know you better, where can they find you? Oh gosh, I need to get my my website up. Um, Well, I'm on Instagram, um, raw emerald yoga. Okay. That's me. It's um, a black and white photo of me and wild thing. So, um, and my website will be up soon. I'm also on Facebook um, as raw emerald yoga. Um, and they can follow me there. Um, and I'll be getting my website up in the next few weeks, to be honest. Um, awesome. so yeah. Um, and I'm at the Y I'm, I teach it Forest yes. Lake in, in Minnesota. So come see me. I have guest passes. If people ever want to try my class, um, they can reach out to me either on Instagram, um, or on Facebook and, um, send me a message. Let's talk. Awesome. And then when you get your website updated, shoot me a message and I'll add it to this podcast so that everybody has it. That's perfect. Well, good. Thank you so much for blessing us with your time today. And I just really appreciate everything that you've shared and thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And to everyone, thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all of you. So blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today in deep conversation and transformation. Be sure to subscribe and share. For more incredible support, go to my website at www.beccagrabinski.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and on Instagram.